During Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC clearance event, save up to 20% on new models like the 2023 Buick Encore GX or GMC Sierra 1500. View their huge inventory at robertbrogdon.com and find your perfect match. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. It's Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. Stephen St. John, Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez, Laser the Intern, and now Jeff Chidea from NFL Network and NFL.com. Jeff, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Not as good as you are right now. I'm real good. I don't know about Nate, but this dude was hitting me up about, what, about, what was it, about 3 o'clock? No, it was, it, I, was in, uh, I was in California. It was 3 o'clock out there. It was about 6 o'clock Central. Mark Borichter's hitting me up. He didn't recognize his phone number. Mm-hmm. All these people gloating. He can't like, be the only one that was blowing your phone like, up. Like I was the one who was uh, demonizing the Chiefs somehow. But you you were the team out there. that was number one in the league, top rated, top rated off defense, uh, best record. I tried to tell you, Jeff. You know, you were out there moving that kicking tee around for Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it, but just probably one of the weirder NFL playoff games I've ever watched in terms of what was on the line and and how one team played and how another team played. I thought I thought that that Lamar would would feel the pressure at some point in the game and that would affect him. And it seems like it it thought sure as hell affected Todd Munkin. What's what I'm, don't you think that I mean, they, other, they put him in a pressure situation? Yeah, they didn't <laughs> they, they, they didn't do him any favors. I I read this through this article from from Bill Barnwell, which which went through how they just walked away from the run game, and and like to me, if if you watched what Buffalo did on the ground to Kansas City, you think okay, no matter what, you got to stick to the run game. That's that's one of the keys to the Ravens winning. Yeah, they're running back. That's what they do best. Yeah, well that's what that's what they are. That's what. I mean, six total carries for the running backs. Six. And we went down every single game this year, and they were all 25, 19, 24, 22. And I think it was the first, what was it, the first play, their first play in the second half, they had a run on first and 10, and then that was their last design run on first and 10 for the game. In a, in, a, in a ten point game, right? Not, they, not like a twenty point game. They acted. Game. They played like they were down by more than ten points, and and but part of that, I think, is is also the Mahomes factor. It just they, it, it gets in your head when you, and that's why I wanted to see how will they react if you punch them in the mouth or at least get some type of lead early, up seven nothing. They tied it, but then the Chiefs came right back, and you know that hey. They're not supposed to drive down and score two touchdowns like that. They're not supposed to have a, a you know, nine-minute drive and, and get in the end zone. And then just just the fact that they kicked that field goal before halftime, 17-7, having a 10-point lead. Since 2013 now, Baltimore is 0-24, went down by 10 or more at halftime. That's the only NFL team that doesn't at least have one of those comeback wins. And so that goes even before Lamar, but just – it, recently, they don't they don't perform well 
when they're down because that's not how they're built. And I just thought they totally got away from anything that they've done offensively to be successful. The, the pass rush was getting to him even when he was escaping. I think that they were affecting some of his throws. Um, it, it was it was bizarre, their offensive game plan. Yeah. I don't think it was a Mahomes factor. I think it was an arrogance factor. I think they felt like we're at home. We've got the best record. We've been killing teams. Every team we played that's had a winning record, we've destroyed. And we're going to come out here and we're going to do what we want to do, no matter what the situation is. Because really, the defense got it together for the Ravens in the second half. Like, the Chiefs offense wasn't moving the football at that point. So you still, even if you were concerned about, wait, are we going to be able to move the football, get enough points here? Those opportunities were there. But to me, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, and we've all seen the Empire Strikes Back, right? It's like when Yoda says, he's not ready. <laughs> Too much anger in him. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. That's what the Ravens yeah. were. And to the Chiefs' credit, part of their game plan clearly was to come out and antagonize the Ravens from from pregame on. And there was a lot of pushing and shoving and talking, and they they felt as if we can push this team over the edge because they're so fired up and so hyper-aggressive. Five personal fouls? Yeah. <laughs> In a championship game. I've never seen that in my life. But, again, credit to the Chiefs for recognizing in a lot of ways. And this is the thing about the beautiful thing about football in the NFL is that sometimes you have to lose and able to learn how to win things, right? Like for the Chiefs, um, that first championship game against the Patriots, the, the offsides call of D Ford, you know, the first half struggles, you had to, you had to learn. It's not just about talent. Not just about having all these great players. You have to go out and find ways to win games and not beat yourself. But you then, got you got to line up in the right spot. Yeah, but then the, the second Super Bowl when they lost the Bucks. Remember the Tom Brady getting in t- Tyron Matthews' face. Remember mm-hmm. Chris Jones getting an early personal foul. Like they knew, let's get them out of their game. And, I, they, and I, I guarantee you, those lessons learned in those moments helped the Chiefs in this moment. This was like. Uh, I, I'm going to rip off Mike Sando, who was talking to Sarim Petro last week. This was Ali Foreman. This was like, you're the better team, but we know how to win. <laughs> I, I was just going to bring up, I've, I've seen this play out in boxing so many times where there's a dominant fighter that has bullied opponents or gone and had that mental edge over opponents. And, and many times, you, you could, you could, the easy one would be Mike Tyson. Yep. Half the guys that Mike Tyson fought when he was undefeated had already lost by the time they got to the ring. Yep. They were scared to death. Michael Spinks should be remembered as one of the greatest fighters in American boxing history, an Olympic champion. He won the light heavyweight title. He moved up and beat Larry Holmes for the heavyweight title. But what he'll be remembered is a man that looked like he was on death row, walking to the electric chair. Folding. And, and, and folded in 91 seconds because he was scared to death. Yep. Very rarely will you ever see, if you, there's that overhead shot of him after he hit the hit the canvas looking up yep. like he had seen a ghost yep. or a demon had taken his soul. Yep. One of the toughest guys in the world. <laughs> From right? St. Louis, Michael <laughs> Sp- Yes. And that's, that, that always, because I loved watching him fight. The Sphinx Jinx is, you know, his, his his hook. I mean, he was he was a joy to watch, 
and his his soul was gone before that fight even started. And sometimes when you have a dominant team like that or a dominant fighter, that you go in there and you get hit and then you land your best punch, but that guy's still there and he's talking to you. Yep. You know? Yep. Almost like oh God, I'll do this I'll do this for Jake. When Rocky started to take Clever Lang's yep. best shot, you ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. <laughs> and remember the touch yeah. of his mohawk and yeah. Mr. T's like yeah. you know, and it just gets him out and oh, we gotta throw the ball. We gotta throw the ball. Yep. Oh, again. And it just it, it gets him off their game. I love the Ali Foreman. Because people forget this, too. Nobody gave Ali a chance to win that fight. Ali's own camp tried. were trying to talk him out of taking that fight for fear that he was going to get hurt in that fight and end his boxing career. And he went in there and outboxed George Foreman and ended up knocking him out. Foreman, you, you, he, he was looked like he'd seen a ghost. And I feel like there's an element of that. To the Ravens and the Chiefs, the Chiefs went out. They were they, they were not at all bothered by the moment or by any of the tactics the Ravens use. Uh, and and the, the Ravens like, why aren't they reacting? Why aren't they backing down? Yep. yep. Well, and again, it's even the whole approach was, let's get ahead and then we'll just hold them off. Right. We're just going to hold them off. That's all we're going to do. It, Getting it really, ahead was so important. But it. But it, it and Grant, we'll get into the Lamar part of this, but it just felt as if the Ravens, again, I think the arrogance of believing that we're going to come out here, if they're going to play man coverage, we're going to throw the ball deep on them, like Lamar can do whatever he wants in the pocket. Like, they literally, the the, the Chiefs' strength, they wanted to attack that. In their strength, they wanted to mitigate it. And it was just, and again, I'm not blaming the Chiefs won the game. I don't want to make any, anybody think I don't think the Chiefs won the game. They earned the win. They made some great plays. They controlled the game. But watching it in, in San Francisco, I was just like, like, why are they dropping him back so much? <laughs> why do they think he's Dan Marino all of a sudden? Like, you, you, you got the most athletic quarterback in the league. And th- look at how often Mahomes throughout his career has nothing's there offensively. I will take... I'll go, I'll go scramble for four or five yards or 10 yards, 50, whatever. And just to not do that, it was, I thought that it was, it was a master class in, in being out coached. It was a master class in being out psyched. It was a master class in, in, in understanding, like, you know, it's, now I wrote this. It said, you know, and we'll talk about Mahomes too. It's like they played an Alex Smith game plan that game. There was a lot of, you know, screen passes to receivers, short passes, get the ball out fast, uh, run the ball. It was, we're just going to manage this. They did, but they built that lead by Mahomes doing Mahomes things that that Alex Smith could never dream of, right? Like those, the fourth down conversion pass to Kelsey, the, wow. you know, he made, he made, because that's, that was the argument all along was, you know, you can play well with Alex Smith, you can win a lot of games, but when you get to a game like that, there's going to be a fourth down conversion or a three, yeah, you know, yeah, and he yeah. did that. But I'm I want to go to the game. Yeah, plan, yeah, no, no, 100%. And they so. handed the yeah. keys to the defense yeah. the whole second half. Yeah. And Mahomes, to his credit, and that's, I think, the point that we're making right now is the Chiefs have evolved to the team that, that they don't get distracted, at least in the playoffs, by any of the other nonsense. They have their eye on one thing, and that's winning the game, however it takes. Yeah. And that's a step to me in Mahomes' progression, too, of, I'll let my defense go win this yeah. game in the second half. I'm not going to turn the ball over. I'm not going to make any mistakes. But 
the 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 flowers versus Sneed thing mm-hmm. is the perfect microcosm of everything you're talking about. Where you got a seasoned vet over here who gets gets cooked on a play mm-hmm. and doesn't react at all when 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 the young guy who thinks he finally got his big play gets too excited and makes a stupid decision, and then he's he can see his name in lights as he's going into the end zone. And that dude that didn't react yep. at all goes and makes the biggest play of the whole game yep. to win the game. Yep. Yeah. That's the difference in, in where these two teams are. Yeah. You don't get caught up in it. Again, it's – I would even say even earlier this season – you weren't here, I think, when we had this conversation. and We were talking about the – I think it was after the Raiders game and we are talking about their offensive struggles and where this team was at. And I said, you know, I, I remember saying this. They'll be a better team once they stop re- stop thinking it's 2020, 2019. Yeah. When they yeah. start playing to what they have, and that's the biggest thing they've done, which is say, you know what, you know, and we'll get into Kadarius Tony at some point <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, you know, let's start getting rid of some of these guys that we thought were going to be useful contributors, and let's ride with who we know was going to do get the job done. Right, Pacheco, Rice, Kelsey. Yeah. Right. Patrick, no negative plays. If make make a big play here or there, that's great. But don't turn the ball over. Trust your defense. Don't take a sack. Trust the defense. Let the defense eat. Let's go out here and let them get the job done. And so you're right. It's like all those things. It was a very not just an Alex Smith game. But it was a very Patriot esque type win. It was a Bill Belichick type approach. And that's good. Yeah. And, and so, but I'm saying like even as recently as midseason, I still think this team was offensively more about how we win. We're going to go out there and do what we've always done. And to be able to make that change and recognize that and have that wake-up call, hats off to them. Because that, to me, they weren't going to be at this point if they were continuing to play the way they were playing or approach it. Not just execute, but approach it the way they were approaching it back in October, November. And and the only thing that had me unsettled at halftime was I thought they left a lot of meat on the bone in the first half. You know, D- deciding to go for it on fourth down, whatever they they didn't they didn't get it. But a few, you know, at the time you're not thinking, but a field goal was huge in that game, three points. And then the other thing we can we there were bad calls on both sides, but they got robbed of a touchdown with the Rishi Rice. I mean, every offensive lineman that I've seen, uh, it's called that that. that there was a bad call that went against Trey Smith that took the touchdown off the board. But I'm, and, and they ended up kicking the field goal. But it could have been worse mm-hmm. going into halftime. And I'm thinking, man, it feels like they're, again, boxing analogy, they're ahead on points, okay? They didn't knock the Ravens out. Are they ahead oh, enough? Yeah. Oh, that, that game was always like, them back. Yeah. You know that what I mean? It was always like one touchdown. It's split. right. It yeah. could it could have been, yeah. it, you know, even if it would have been – Twenty to seven or twenty four to seven, but seventeen seven, it's right there. That's why the whole halftime. I'm thinking, okay, the Ravens, if they're smart, they're just going to come out here like it's nothing, nothing, and run the football and run the football. And it, it, they had that first down run to start the half when they got, it, and then they never did it again. Yeah. They they just left it. And, and so they played the second half. Like they were down twenty four seven, you know, and 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 look, the play, like you said, the, the Sneed play, play of the game, play of the year, play play of his career, maybe, right? 
But, man, the game was still up in the air when that ball was up in the air into triple coverage. I'll never know why he threw that ball. And that's on Lamar. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, again, but that goes back to I still think it's an arrogance thing. I I don't think it's a desperation thing. I think they thought they were going to throw the football all over the field against the Chiefs. And I I don't know. Because, really, a lot of the concepts they were running, it wasn't like – I kept thinking, like, where is the check down? Where is the – the crosser. Where, where, where are these? They were having success over the running. Where backs. is Odell Beckham at? <laughs> you know, like, he, he magically appeared like in late in the fourth quarter. They had to get a fourth down, and I'm just like, this is. A, it, it was just strange because typically, because if you're in a desperation, if you're in desperation mode, you're trying to score fast. So it's not just you're taking deep shots. You're taking whatever you can get. Right. right. So if you're picking up 10, 15 yards, you're taking it. Right. And so I'd love to. You know, I'm not a big. Go watch all twenty twos all the time, the type person. But Let's do it. But I, I know enough about football to know if the time he spent in the pocket, if you're looking downfield that long trying to make a throw, either the safety's back there helping the corner, or you're misreading something. Right? It's like either the safety's playing up and you can throw that shot, and it should be a one, two, three, four, five, throw the ball over the top, or it's safety's back and you need to be thinking about something else. But for for, for there was even from the think about the, in the screenshots they showed when he was dropping back and sitting sitting back there for like ten minutes, like you could see five yards of green grass in front of him, mm-hmm. right? I mean that's how deep the linebackers were playing or the DB. They had a lot of five six DB looks out there, and it was just again I think they decided Lamar has gotten to a point where he can beat teams from the pocket and we're going to show you that. It's, the Lions did the same thing in their game, by the way. The Lions were up 24-7, running the football down 49ers' throat, and ran the ball seven times in the second half. Yeah, well. And threw it 20 times. <laughs> so it's just sometimes coordinators get in the way, or coaches get in the way and think, we're better than this team. We're going to show it. We're going to destroy them. And, in fact, it's like, use another Rocky reference. Don't go for the knockout, Apollo. That's right. Don't go for the knockout. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hold on. Just hold it. You know? That's right. Uh, play some fanfare for Jake Gutierrez because he made a point at some point last week that was dismissed. Maybe it means something. Maybe it doesn't. But where were the tight ends for, for Baltimore? You brought back... Mark Andrews, and you're so dead set on bringing back Mark Andrews, that clearly was not a healthy Mark Andrews. You had developed a rhythm with Isaiah Likely, and he had turned into a red zone threat. I think with four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns in the past month. And he took away snaps from Likely, and neither one of them was a factor. And those are two good tight ends, but I don't know how healthy, and I can't imagine he was close to 100%. But like you're talking about the running backs, I, I feared that oh boy, look at these two tight ends. What, what you know, and and no Willie Gay. Yeah, and they were and you look at it likely, three targets, two catches, sixteen yards. Andrews, two targets, two catches, fifteen yards. Nothing. Yep. Yep. Nothing from either one of them. And, and again, I would tell you that the underneath stuff. Without watching the film, I would tell you just knowing football, knowing what he was trying to do, throwing those deep shots. There was probably plenty of underneath stuff available. And, and, and again, to Mahomes' credit, they weren't looking to take those kind of shots. <laughs> they And the Ravens, the weakest part of their defense was corner. And they were like, you know, we're going to, like, we're going to throw it short. We're going to throw it quick. 
We're not taking sacks. We're not putting ourselves in positions where we're going to, you know, have uh, give them momentum on defense. The only way that the Ravens could get that thing going was if their defense started taking the ball away. So part of what you wrote at NFL.com was about Travis Kelsey. Spectacular in the first half. Spectacular. One of the best halves of football you'll ever see Travis Kelsey play. Yeah. And if there was ever a team that was equipped to slow him down, wasn't it Baltimore with Kyle Hamilton and those linebackers? How did he go off? He had nine catches and 90-plus yards and a touchdown in the first half. That's unbelievable. I mean, doing that against anybody, but doing that on the road against that all-pro safety, against those linebackers, against that defense, it was spect- that, was the, that, that should be at the top of his Hall of Fame resume. Yeah. Well, look, I mean... And the level of difficulty in some of those catches. I was going to say, they, they made the decision consciously that they were going to throw the football to him, regardless of what the looks were. I think that's what it was. We're going to... Give him opportunities, and he's got to make plays for it. He caught everything. Yeah, and so that to me, I mean, he was well covered on the touchdown pass, and they threw it to him. But what about he was the throw well and covered catch. on the 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 fourth the, the scramble that that Nate referenced, where he you know you know stretched out diving, and so look, I mean, your hats off to him. I mean, like, I think he was covered on a lot of plays. It wasn't like he was running wide open. He just he just stepped up his his game and made the plays, and that's look. This was a guy who had one touchdown catch and. The last nine games of the regular season, right? They had like three. That decision like, to sit out week 18 was massive. Yeah, he had like 80 yards, 88 yards in the yeah. last three games of the last three meaningful games mm-hmm. of the regular season. So, yeah, I mean, he found his fountain of youth. And that's, you know, again, it's, but again, it goes back to what I said earlier. They realized, let's stop trying to throw the football to seven, eight guys and look at the stat sheet and said, look who we spread the football around, 10 different guys caught passes. You're going to eat with Kelsey, Pacheco, and Rice. Side of Rice. I love Rice. Rice is delicious. Yeah. Uh, We will uh, take a break. We've got Jeff Chidea from NFL Network and NFL.com in studio. Back after this on WHB. Who do I give credit to uh, for this yesterday? I got all, uh, I got Jeff Chidea all hot and bothered when I said this. He liked this. I said, because we were talking about. And Jeff made a good point. You said that, I mean, you don't know if if, if Lamar or the Ravens ever recovered from this because they, yeah. they they yeah. had the AFC Championship game at home. Mm-hmm. It was all right there for them, and they were favorites, right? And I and I just made the point, you know, besides Lamar, there's the big three right now in the AFC. It's Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen. Burrow was out because of injury, and Mahomes and Josh Allen played each other, so you only had to go through one of them. You're not going to get that opportunity very often. And so now Burrow will be back. Josh Allen obviously will be back. Mahomes is still the sheriff in town. And I can't remember who said it was. If it's you, I'll give you credit. If it was Lebo, eh. But I will, I will strongly consider now that you have to – Add Jim Harbaugh. Okay, I'll give you credit to Jake there. Free that's me. The, the, that marriage. There's. It's still going to be more difficult for them than Allen and Burrow and Jackson because they're in that same division. It's going to be hard just to win the division. But maybe Jim Harbaugh and 
Justin Herbert moving forward might have a better chance of getting to a Super Bowl than John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. Like, if I told you moving forward, if you had to put yeah. money on which Harbaugh will get to the Super right. Bowl? In the next five years? Yeah, or, or would the next, uh, you know. next ten years, probably you have a better chance with Herbert and, and, and Jim. That's yeah. going to be a real thing. Yeah, because really Lamar Lamar's greatness is, is his – is his running ability, right? It's it's the fact that he can take off and create so many issues for you. So as he gets older, that's going to decline. But, yeah, I, I, look, Harbaugh with, with the Chargers is a real thing. Like anybody that thinks it's not going to be a huge, huge boost to the organization is, doesn't know what Jim Harbaugh has done everywhere he's been. So that they, they, they could easily be a playoff team next year with him coaching them. Even with all their salary cap issues, I think they got to change up. It's just, uh, you know, but yeah, look, Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Jets is a wild card. You know, that's something, you know, you you don't know what Anthony Richardson is going to be with a full season with the Colts. You know, they were almost a playoff team, and he missed over half the season. So, yeah, I think the AFC is, is going to be stocked with, um, you know, with quarterbacks, and that's, and there's still going to be some guys out there who are veterans who are going to move into, I'm sure Pittsburgh might be looking for uh, a new quarterback. Uh, the Denver Broncos, obviously, are going to be in the market for a quarterback. The the Raiders going to be looking for a quarterback. So you're going to be a lot of teams that, depending on what kind of moves they make, um, are going to be interesting. It's just, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, the AFC is wild right now. And if you're the Ravens, you're sitting there going today. You're sitting there going, man. It's like we're not going to get them any, any shots at this. You know, <laughs> we're just not. Just like the Bills got to be saying that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, same thing. But I, I think the Bills have a better shot. I think Allen over time is going to continue to be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I think that. Yes. I mean, both these teams. End of the day, and that's what I, the point I was making at the start of this is that I think every quarterback who wants to win a championship has to realize. It's great to make winning plays, highlight plays, spectacular plays. But a lot of times you win by not losing these games, by not making the negative play, not making the big mistake, that's not having the big turnover. Game, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's the thing. It's like you, you know, all these guys we're talking about are going to face the same, you know, the same dynamic moving forward. Now, pretty much they've all been paid except for who's two is still out there, Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Stroud, but they've all been paid, so they're all going to have challenges to their roster moving forward. The Chiefs are going to have challenges. They're going to lose probably Chris Jones, probably Jerry Sneed. They're going to have some guys who are on their defense. So every year, all these teams are going to have to figure it out. But the difference this year, again, what separates a lot of these teams is the Chiefs have a quarterback who's great but also understands how to win. The Ravens and the Bills have quarterbacks who are great but don't know how to win yet. Like, Joe Burrow knows how to win. If Joe Burrow was in this postseason, you know, they might have been playing in the AFC Championship game. They might have won the AFC North. It might have been a different story for, for the Ravens. That, that's why this was such a, a golden opportunity for the Ravens. And you talk about taking care of the football. The last postseason interception that Patrick Mahomes has thrown was the overtime ball that he forced to Tyree Kill. That was intercepted by Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Three games last year, three games this year, no interceptions. I know you don't think that's a big deal, Nate, but zero interceptions <laughs> yeah. in six yeah. playoff games like is, is, is a big deal. But hey, but hey like but I, I will take you back 
to that moment, Take I'm sure we. It'd be hard for Jake to find the sound of this, but yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Remember the press conference after that game, after Mahomes threw that pass was intercepted, and he was asked a question about that, and he was defiant. He said, "You know what? I would throw it again." And it was the wrong. I said it then. It was the wrong answer then. It's the wrong answer now. And the the change he made after that point, somewhere along the lines, he recognized, "I'm not going to just will myself." these moments. I'm going to have to make better decisions because I can lose. There was one way to make sure he didn't throw it again. Yeah. Take away the guy that he tried to throw it to. Yeah. Yeah. I, you'll be damned if you throw it to Tyreek Hill again because he ain't going to be there. If there was a throw like that that he made in the game, it was the one on the conversion that he threw to Kelsey where Kelsey was actually breaking right and he threw it like off yeah. off, and back to his left and Kelsey circled around and made a diving catch. Um, that's like the closest thing he did to like taking a big chance. But, but, but all, I, I'll say one other one because I, I think because it was completed. You know how ballsy it was to throw a, a thirty-two yard bomb oh, on third yeah. down to seal the game. I mean, can you to, to MVS by the way who caught it while falling down? Yeah, can you imagine but, if that hit his hands or his but, helmet? Remember, yeah. remember after that he dropped that pass and Mahomes said, "Maybe I could have thrown a little shorter." Right. Exactly what he right. did, right? See that <laughs> but straight up in there. Still, it was perfect. Yeah. But yeah. think about that. We're yeah. listening. I don't know how, but we listened to the Baltimore Ravens broadcast of that several times yesterday. And leading up to it, I think it was Rod Woodson. I just don't see him throwing the football here. I'm like, don't you? Apparently the guy covering MBS doesn't either. But, I mean, that was – we just take it for granted now, but that was balls. Oh, hell yeah, it was. And it, well, and it was well, not that it was was balls, easy – I think it was more ballsy to throw it to him. Right. <laughs> Not just to make the call, but to All throw it to it. that guy. Yeah. Here you go, Jeff. Yeah. This is Patrick Mahomes after the uh, AFC Championship loss. Oh, yeah, he took his overtime inter- interception. Um, I knew the safety was going to make it a play and make it a run at it, um, but I just gave my guy a chance. And, I mean, it, it got t- tipped. Uh, a good play by one safety, and it fell right into the other dude's hands. So, uh I mean, I would have, I would have done it again. I mean, whenever you have a guy like Tyreek running and he has to step on someone, give him a chance to, to make a play. And uh, I'll say like eight times out of ten, he, he makes that catch. And so, didn't didn't work for us today. Um, but um, I mean, that's a play that I would go to again if I had the chance. And he has not wrong. thrown an interception yep. in the playoffs since then. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wrong answer then. It was the wrong, and he knows it's the wrong answer today. I'm going to make sure I'm not making the mistake. By being too, you can be too aggressive when you have that level of talent, and that's what yeah. that's what Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen have to recognize themselves. Like they're so talented, and it's so easy to feel like I can make this play to help my team win, and I've always done this. But at the end of the day, it's like taking the safer the take for choice. Well, creates more opportunities for you to win. It's it's such a fine line though because those guys also like one of the things that makes them great. That that fourth down conversion pass that he throws to Kelsey, right, right on that that's yeah. those tight windows we talk about that only NFL quarterbacks can, can fit the ball into that window, mm-hmm. and, and Mahomes can do it from a weird platform. You have to believe with all your heart you can make that throw. Yeah. So to have that ultimate confidence, but then know the times when it's like I shouldn't make that throw right now, you know that that is next level stuff. That and also it yeah. goes back to what you said about the the evolution of this team. When we had that conversation after the Raider week, 
them accepting that they're going to win differently this year than they have in the past. Because in past years, he might have needed to take some chances because their defense wasn't good enough to protect a lead. But now, I mean, it was obvious they had full confidence in that defense. Yeah, Yeah. but that, again, the arrogance, I talked about the Ravens showing, that was the arrogance in him back then. Yeah. Of like, I can make that play, my guy can make that play, eight out of ten times we're going to win, and that can get you beat. Tom Brady's greatest... Skill probably was his his self awareness. Mm-hmm. Like he knew who he was, <laughs> and so he knew that he was not going to do the things that Patrick Mahomes can do, or Lamar Jackson, or Josh Allen. And so he played within himself, and that's what allowed them to win so many games. It's like they were, you know, he had a great coach who matched that in terms of understanding him as well. But most quarterbacks need to have that level of awareness. And it's it's it, again it's 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 the curse of being supremely gifted. <laughs> like most people will never understand what it's like to be a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, Lamar, do what they can do. But you know you end up winning a lot of games, you end up winning championships in this league by doing a lot of smart things. Quarterbacking is accuracy, leadership, decision making, and I would say that even though Mahomes. You look at his numbers this postseason. You look at his numbers in the Super Bowls that he's won. They haven't. It's not been like 400 yards, five touchdown passes, whatever. It's it's doing what's necessary to win, and so that's why I think he's he's taken his game to a different level that people don't appreciate sometimes because we think, oh well, it's like they're not doing. You know, if again, Alex Smith stuff. Alex Smith played a long time and had success in this league because he was able to play within himself and do the things that were necessary. They won a championship doing it, but, you know, help this team get better and get to a winning culture and, you know, get in the playoffs and all that stuff. But most quarterbacks in this league, and we'll talk about the guy in San Francisco being in that category as well, are are going to have to do those things, the, 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 the simple things, the unappreciated things to win games. We have Jeff Chidea in studio back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh, not going to lie, Jeff, super disappointed that the Lions blew it against the 49ers. Number one, I, I would just rather see the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I like the Lions. And uh, number two, I think uh, it would be a better game for the Chiefs. <laughs> That's right. But... Um, uh, a lot of lot of factors. Uh, Dan Campbell's taking a lot of the heat, but I mean, Josh Reynolds had a couple of drops. There was a fumble. There, you know, there, there were some missed opportunities. Uh, what happened? What, what when you when you look at how the Forty ers were able to erase that twenty four seven deficit? Uh, what, what were what were the main factors? Uh, who's to blame for what happened with Detroit in the second half? Well, well the ball bounced well for the Forty ers right? They got the the tip pass that IU caught deep, and they had the uh, the fumble by Jameer Gibbs. They recovered mm-hmm. deep. And so they got a couple scores that you probably think one should be an interception, one should not, be, you know, should have kept the ball if Jameer, Jameer Gibbs doesn't fumble. But the bigger thing was, you know, the fourth down decisions did hurt, but they had a chance to convert one. Josh Reynolds dropped the pass, so I don't think with that. The second one I was a little more concerned with because it's, the game is flipped now. Clearly you need the points. And to be in that situation where you can get points, take a little less pressure off. But there were other things that happened. Again, I mentioned the running the football seven times in the second half when you'd you know you'd been running it down their throats in the first half, throwing it twenty times. You look at the uh, late in the game when they had the ball, 
at whatever inside the five yard line, and they ran Montgomery and got stuffed with a minute to go. And that was a huge, huge call that didn't go their way because it it really forced them into a situation where they couldn't use timeouts to stop the clock after kicking off. They had to go to an onside kick. You have to throw in a situation. It has to be either play action, straight drop back, whatever. But you have to have the clock stopping. And so there were things that he did, but I don't really <clears> – <throat> I think the mindset he had was we've been aggressive all year long. This is who we are. We're not changing. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you look at where that franchise has come in three years. You look at their future with some of the young players they have. You look at the NFC overall. Like They'll have opportunities to be back there in that situation. And it was – once the Niners got going in the second half, I was like, you know what, you're not beating us. The Niners – as much as we talk about Brock Purdy and what he is and isn't and, and the way they – they have been a pretty good team all year long. <laughs> you know, aside from a three-game stretch where they didn't have some key players and a blowout loss to the, to the Ravens at home, they were one of the top two teams in the league all season long. So, you know, they found a way to win, a game they had to win, and, and now they're back. <sighs> What's your? Uh, we won't get your official prediction until next week. When do you go to Vegas? By the way, Sunday. All right. So if you call him from Vegas, any uh, yeah, any special plans out there that takes uh, bro, it's, that takes a laser like focus? There might be, be a party there, or two, you know, right? I'm not a Vegas person. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I'm going to be kind of caged in. Usually, when that event is held in other cities, you have a lot more space. It's usually. You know, you can go to different spots in the city to get away from some of the mayhem and all this stuff. It's all going to be right in in, in your face every day, and I think you're going to have every Yahoo in America showing up there to uh, to, to as all the Jake Gutierrez's out there. I, I'm not going. Are going to be rolling one in. Yahoo out there. Former Yahoo, yeah. Vegas but can't handle. I think it. I saw like the. The demand is already up 150 percent, and like the people from California are, flo- are going to be flocking there, and Let's tickets. It's right like going to be the most expensive Super Bowl ever because it's so damn close to yeah, the to L.A. To, and San yeah. Francisco, yeah. California. Let me see here. But it's like it's it's like there are going to be a lot of people. So it'll be fun. You know, we always have a good time out there. But yeah, it's I'm glad it's the game we got. I think this was. You know, Ravens, not, uh, Chiefs was going to be fine, but having the, the Niners there, their storyline, a rematch, um, they're st- still pretty good. I, I, I like the the storylines already. What do you think right now? I'm looking at Tickets for Less, the Tickets for Less app. Right now, what do you think the cheapest price for a ticket is? Eight grand. 9263 <laughs> There you go. 9000 Yeah. yeah. And I think last oh year it was God. probably like five or well, six. Yeah, because like <clears throat> the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers in Miami, even though that was the first trip for the Chiefs in 50 years, the price was driven down because that's a hell of a trip for 49ers fans yeah. to make to Miami. Yeah. And like to Jeff's point, now in Vegas. Everybody can get to Vegas. San Francisco's like, we didn't go to that last one, but we're going to this one. <laughs> to this one. Yeah. And yeah. Chiefs fans do not care. You could have it, it, it could be in Alaska uh, and night country, and they're going to uh, flock up there and go. And so th- this, yes, this, if you're, if you're, <laughs> this, I mean, I don't know. Take take out a loan if you're going to go to this one. That's it. If uh, speaking of venues, by the way, news just came out minutes ago that uh, the University of Kansas are going to play all their conference games at Arrowhead Stadium next year. 
Where are they going to play the uh, non-con? Children's Mercy Park. So that's kind of exciting. What's that face? I mean, that's not a very big crowd for a football game. We're going to send you to that ga- to, to to that park to cover the bowl rematch between Kansas and UNLV. Oh, I'm, I'm How's that in, sound? Sure. Well, there you go. How big is uh, Children's Mercy? 18,000? Yeah, with stadium remote, they can get to about 21. Uh, but that's well, but, set up for a soccer game, too. Right. But, like, I don't think they have any problem, like, with Colorado and Arrowhead. Oh, man, yeah. People want to go to that. Yeah. yeah. You want to see Coach Prime. Have you seen Coach Prime? Maybe, you, maybe your guy at Whitlock will come in town oh, from Coach Prime. <laughs> <laughs> started feeding person, and I think the Iowa State was going to be will be a great oh, crowd yeah. because Iowa State. Yeah. But then uh, TCU should be pretty good, and then Houston. I don't know. Does Houston travel? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know, Jeff Judea. We'll talk to you live That's from right. Vegas. Look out! Get that Chiefs prediction ready, baby. All right. That's Jeff Judea. Thank you for stopping by with us right here on the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP.